Hey, this is John Campbell from Lamb of God, and you're watching CMS TV. Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and I am really excited about this one. I love the music here, and I'll get to that in a second, but if for no other reason, these guys win album of the year for the, the album title of the year. My goodness, what a title. <laughs> Kill Star Black Mark Dead Hand Pierced Heart. It's ridiculous, right? Mm. It's craziness, man. <laughs> but the band is Kill Ritual, and uh, here to talk all about it is the guitarist of the band, Mr. Stephen Rice. Steve, how are you, man? Good, man. How you doing, Chris? I'm great, man. And like I said, dude, I told you this before we got started. I love the record, man. This thing is an ass kicker. And for those that are not familiar with Kill Ritual, if you are just like standard, traditional, pounding forward metal, this is it. It's not, it's not thrash or death, and it's not hair metal. It's that groove thing right in the middle that just yeah. punch it. Judas Priest painkiller esque, I guess, but yeah, but not not vocally, but you know, not bo- No, I just I don't know. That's 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 just that's just me. You know, <laughs> it's just like my 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 favorite bands are all, everything you just you know just mentioned. You know, I just you know I love just the classic traditional metal stuff mixed with the a few modern influences, but yeah, it's perfect. Absolutely, man. Well, dude, let's dig into this record, man. It is, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, it, it's just this, what, what is it? Uh, nine songs. They're all killer. There's, you know, there's, there's just no filler in it. It is just one after the next, after the next. I'm going to assume a lot of this aggression came out because like everybody else, you sat home for a while with the pandemic and, um, yeah. Had a lot of anger, right? <laughs> uh, you know, it just gave me, you know, gave me ample time, you know, be, you know, being the guy that writes, you know, the material and stuff like that, just to, you know, just to kind of write, you know, and just like get it done. I'm always, I'm kind of a, I, I write a lot. So okay. I kind of like bounce around tunes a lot and I kind of demo a lot of material and, you know, put stuff together and all. But yeah, I just... You know, it just felt good, and it's just, you know, it just for me, it's always like a, just a progression of just, you know, keep writing tunes, keep writing tunes, weed them out. Sometimes I combine tunes. Sometimes I, you know, do whatever. But, you know, it just getting some really cool material that just had, like I said, like hopefully, that you know, it doesn't have too many weak spots. I mean, for me, 
it's a hard lesson for me to listen to because, you know, I'm critiquing my stuff all the mm. time, thinking about things I could do better. But, but I think that the, it's a pretty solid record with tempos and, and feel and, and all that kind of stuff. So no question, man. Well, dude, you know, writing wise, you write a lot about the di- disillusion of society and you have for the decade that you guys have been doing the, the, the kill ritual yeah. has been around. Do you think it's forever broken? Or do you write with the hope that maybe if you expose it, then maybe people will try and figure out a way to fix it? Well, it's the, based upon the lyrics, you know, it seems like, you know, that, you know, they, I'm coming from a very, you know, negative attitude and stuff like that, but I'm exactly the opposite. I'm a very positive person because I always just look at things as like, you know, every day, got to make an effort to be positive, sure. move forward. Looking back is, you know, it's, it's not, a, it's, you know, you can look back and reflect on things to maybe learn a lesson, what you can do in the future. But for me, it's always about just fitting, you know, uh, a certain lyrical content with the music and kind of reflecting what's happening, but never coming from such a negative aspect that, you know, that it, it's, not, it's unpositive. I always think that, you know, there's always a little bit of, there's always a bit of a little light and a little bit of up in our music along with the heavy stuff. So sure. it kind of like gives you that, you know, that positive feel sometimes. So right on. Yeah. Now let me, I, I just got to ask the question. Are you a news guy or are you uh, turned off the news guy? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, I'm pretty much a guy that's, uh, um, I do, you know, I do pay attention to what's going on and I am, you know, kind of um, pretty, I'm pretty you know, political and I'm pretty opinionated when it comes to stuff. And, you know, I try not to express it too much sure. in the music because I don't think it's important for people to really, you know, have that pounded down their throat. It's not a YouTube type thing. It's not like, you know, just like a Billy, I mean, Green Day type thing. It's sure. more like, a, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I, I just kind of make, a, make my commentary on stuff. And you can read between the lines on a lot of our stuff. I mean, especially like a, like a tune, like get in line. That's kind of my personal opinion about the whole, you know, way that the whole COVID thing happened about, you know, kind of forcing opinions on people about how that was handled, whether mm-hmm. you agree with it or not, you know, it's up to you to decide. But to me, it parallel, you know, paralleled a lot of like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe you know, maybe our label would be happy, but you know, I, I kind of had like, in my mind, it's like, you know, the, you know, like the Nazis lining up the Jews and like, you know, just like putting them on a train, yeah. you know? It's a, it's the same kind of, um, you know, concept where you kind of take people's choices away, which is, I think is, is, you know, is uncool. Personally, yeah. myself, I got vaccinated. I did all the things, you know, that because I felt it was right for me. Sure. To do that, you know, because of my health and whatever else, but I would never make the decision for anybody else. Cause I just think that's unfair. So that's, um, that's just an example. So yeah, sure. you know, I'm, I'm a, a pretty opinionated, opinionated guy when it comes to that stuff, but I won't, I won't force it down your throat. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and ask you questions. Just like, you know, like, you know, if you want to ask me about religion, if you want to ask me, then I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we'll go from there. <laughs> no question, man. Well, dude, obviously, man, since, since we're sort of pandemic, and I'm not going to get into the pandemic as much as I just wanted to ask, you know, with this release, obviously, it was written at, at least some of it was written through the pandemic. Were you able to get together and write and record together? Or did you have to do it the modern, more modern way of here's an idea, email it to you, you email it back, send me your drum part. I'll send you my guitar part. You know, did you have to piecemeal like that? Or were you able to still get in a room and kind of feel ideas out? 
Uh, we're, we're definitely we're definitely kind of a peace film band because you know our, our singer lives in Florida. Okay. Bass player lives in Connecticut. Um, our drummer lives in Idaho, and I'm here in the Bay wow. Area. So I mean, kind of what you see in the background here—that's kind of like my little home studio where kind of everything gets put together. So okay. Um, basically, just the way we do things is that uh, I'll write a batch of songs, I'll demo them. Um, you know, I'll put them all together. You know, start the you know formalization of lyrics and concepts, and then I will get together with the drummer and we'll go up and we'll you know we'll kind of rehearse rehearse things a little bit, and then we'll go and we'll record you know all the basic drum tracks, um, and then I'll get the vocals in, and he will do vocals on my house, and you know I got a pretty good setup here, and then and once we get everything kind of tracked and put together, then we then we move on to like you know. Uh, you know the, the mixing the mixing station. I've been working with Andy LaRock for you know a long time now, so sure. um, he's pretty familiar with you know my my material, and I trust him to get it done. He always does a great job. So it's just a it's it, it's a pretty easy process from us to go from point A to point B once we get you know get get rocking and get the material together. Right, dude. I gotta ask, how in the world do you form a band with guys all over the place? Were you all together at one point and everybody uh, moved? Or no, I mean for. Uh, it's interesting because when you know, when I first formed the band Kid Ritual after my last band, you know, disbanded, um, a Magica, and then they 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 got back together again. Anyways, but once once I moved on that, I kind of started with the you know with a bunch of local guys, and mm-hmm. and it progressed. The local guys was enough to get you know our debut record out. You know, whatever whatever year that was, I can't remember now. Um, and we were able to get that done, but then as the band kept moving forward, kept releasing, kept, you know, building up our, you know, our, you know, our reputation and who we were, you know, people just dropped by the wayside. So, and I didn't want to always be limited to just local guys, man. So, you know what, man, there's a big world out there. There's no reason because, you know, what like you said, like you said, modern technology and, and the ability to, you know, just, you know, kind of like, you know, work together, you know, uh, uh, you know, remotely. I said, Hey man, let's just, let me just broaden my horizons just, just you know, deal with everybody. And right. it just worked out that, yeah, it just worked out that I got guys, you know, from here, there, and everywhere, and that's it. Yeah, no. And you're so right, dude. I mean, the te- I mean, look at what we're doing right now. We're doing this. You're in, you're in San Francisco. I'm in, I'm in Cleveland, and we're having a conversation like we're in the same room. So, you know, I guess it. Uh, this, Browns fan? Browns fan? I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I've been, you know, I, not that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big AFC guy because I'm an NFC guy with the Niners and stuff like that, but I've always said, you know, man, the, the Browns got to have a, have a year, man. One of these years, they just got to have that year where they get it done. <laughs> Well, dude, it, was, it, was, it was nice to watch him beat up on Cincinnati. So I love that. But I'll tell you what, dude, I'm 54 and I'm still waiting for that year. <laughs> it's been a while, man. Yeah. But, you know, but, but dude, obviously, man, a lot of good things happening with your band Kill Ritual. Now, I want to go back about a year. A year ago, you guys released I Will Be Done, the EP. And um, yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest, just for me, hearing it, it sounds different than this. And I don't know if it was just you were in a different headspace or a different creative space or, or not, or maybe it's just me over listening and trying to hear something, think, but it feels think, very different. Yeah, it, it is totally different. I, I think that's, that's just the kind of the way that, you know, that I am. I mean, like even like whatever's going to happen, you know, you know, with those doing another release next one, it's going to be different than this, Rick. I'm going to guarantee it. Um, it's just how I, you know, just how I write. If I'm in a particular direction or whatever else, I just kind of go there. 
I think the, you know, the EP, the EP was kind of a combination of stuff that we had left over from the previous release we did during, I mean, we basically had a record completely done mm -hmm. and ready to go. Then COVID happened. And when I was like, shit, now what are we going to do now? <laughs> right. I mean, we just came off of like, you know, we just came off doing a big, you know, U.S. tour with Ice Earth and Sanctuary. We went into a new record and we were just planning on like, you know, keeping that ball rolling. Then the whole world shuts down. We're just like, shit. Now we've got a, now we got a record that's just like, do we hold on to it for like two years? Right. Which is kind of like by that time, you're just like, dude, I don't even want to release this thing anymore because I've already, you know, I've mentally moved on. Sure. So we had some leftover material after we released that record. Um, and just kind of just kind of filling in space, man. When we, we didn't know what we were doing, we said, hey, you know what? Let's just do an EP. Um, three of the songs were stuff that we recorded for the previous record. And I wrote two new ones. And the two new ones that I wrote were kind of like more, you know, a little bit more thrashy, maybe because I was just in a pissed off mood. I had to sit there and, you know, spend time at, you know, not doing, like, you know, touring and stuff. So it was mm -hmm. just, the way, just the way it was. But it does, it does sound different. It has a different feel. Totally. Yeah, it definitely does. Now, was the last one on the same label, or was that that was just a no, digital that only, came, right? That was that was a, that was a digital only thing. It came through Blood Blast, uh, okay. which is a Nuclear Blast is a kind of digital uh, distribution network, and we and we did it with them. So um, because you know, it was just kind of like we were we were, we just needed to get a record out, you know. I, mean, right. you know, I just felt we need. I, I just always feel we need to move, you know, forward. So. People will, you know, I look at it this way. People will eventually, even if we put something out, it takes people a while to, f to find it. They will mm -hmm. eventually find it. If it's good, they're going to like it. So that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and, and, you know, the unique thing is if people are finding the band, I would imagine you even now, 10 years later, 10, 11 years that you guys have been a band, people are still discovering the band. And oh, now they've got plenty to go back to and listen to. So, definitely, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, we're not one of those. Uh, we're never going to be one of those bands that's just going to hype ourselves and do a bunch of bullshit, you know, right. uh, crap to make ourselves look cool. You know, I'm not going to, be, I'm not going to be dying like a uh, <laughs> uh, gray beard just so I can look cool or put a wig on my half bald head. You know, it's, right. just, it's just not going to happen, dude. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to play the music I want to play and it's just got to be organic. If it's not organic and people don't pick up on it, whatever else. And then, you know, that's fine. But you know, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. I just don't feel comfortable with, that kind of shit. Right. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That could happen, you know. Dude, look, we're all we're all in our forties, fifties and up and we're not twenty. There's no reason to pretend we are. No, I, I think that's I think that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm you know, I'm I'm cool with, you know, whatever age I am. I just you know, <laughs> you know, I look in the mirror and I just go, Holy shit, what happened? You look like crap, but I mean it's all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, really, what am I really gonna do about it? <laughs> exactly, dude. Well I'll tell you what, man, why don't we take a little break here? We'll give people a taste of the music. Um one of the first videos that you put out there was The Whore of War. Um yeah. why don't you maybe tell us a little bit about this song and about the video to to lead into it. Yeah, I mean this. I mean, even I had this song written and, and lyrically and everything even before the whole bullshit with Putin and the Ukraine and all that crap. It kind of just—it's just about you know just how I don't know, man. It's just you know men just can't keep their dick in their pants. I mean, just <laughs> whip that thing out and smack it on somebody's face, but just but deep, just to be an asshole. You know, what I mean, just because and it's just not cool. And I think it's like you know I totally support you know. You know the, the you know the, the armed services of people to serve the country. You know, especially in the U.S. Sure. 
and that's super important. We need these people, you know what I mean? But the glorification of war, the glorification of violence at that, at that level, of, you know, it, it may, might sound romantic. It might look cool on movies and shit, but it ain't cool, man. It ain't yeah. going to be cool when you're getting your, when your face blown off. And I think that anybody that's ever been in those kind of situations will tell you, you know, it's a horror. So, and this is just about how war is a mistress and how it kind of entices people to think that's really cool to go there. But she'll sell you out, man. You're just, you're going to end up on the shit and the stick on that one. So yeah, no, dude, I can tell you from experience, man, when you're over there, I was, I was in Gulf war one and you know, thank you. But I, I didn't, I didn't get any glory out of riding through the desert, hearing bullets hitting off of a, off of a APC, you know, all I got was, man, I hope they don't find a way in this thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, know, dude, you know, Hey, you know, it's, it's great. You survived that. I mean, yeah. it, it, but it shit for you, man. Yeah, exactly. For you know, a long time from that, but you know, that's, I mean, that's that's awesome. And like you know, like I said, it's like you know, I think it's you know, I've, I mean, like my son, he you know, he he entertained the idea of joining the military, and I was like, hey, dude, that's you know, I think it's a great choice, a great way to serve your country, great career. I think there's nothing wrong with it. Sure, but war, but war is war, man. So yeah, well, I, I think most most soldiers would tell you they're not. You talk to people, you talk to vets, none of them are saying, oh, yeah, we got to have another war, man. None, yeah, nobody's no. saying that. <laughs> Let's yeah. prepare everybody right now for, for war with the horror of war. Let's check it out. It is Kill Ritual right here on Chris Hager Presents. here on Chris Aiken presents with me Chris Aiken and we are talking to guitar Steve Price of the band Kill Ritual with the album title of the year Kill Star Black Mark wow. Dead Hand Pierced Heart <laughs> there he is <laughs> nice man well dude let, let's dig right into this record a little bit man because it, it there, there's definitely some stuff to unpack here um Talk a little bit about, I know you mentioned when we started about that you write all the time. Do you write for yourself or do you write with the thought of how it's going to sound when you distribute it to your band? Um, okay. It's, it's, it's gonna, I'm going to say that it's going to be all, all about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I write with, you know, what, what I think is going to work and I think it's going to, you know, sound good and, and whatnot. I think after all these years, I have a pretty good idea of what, what's going to work. Um, so but by the time I hand it off to the guys, it's, it's pretty well constructed. It's, you know, it's pretty well put together. And I, and I, and I demo things kind of, um, I build them up to, I build them up where they're like very orchestrated. You know, a lot, you know, when I do the keyboard parts, I do all the stuff that I put on them. Tunes, it's pretty much all there on the demos. 
So then when I handed it, but I never composed drum tracks, which is weird. So I I composed everything to a click track, no drumming, because I don't like to lock into a particular groove or, you know, Mm -hmm. drum thing where I just become just totally fixated on it. I like to be surprised. And I think it's, you know, I think it's really cool that the drummer, you know, is able to, because he'll he'll play things that I, I would never imagine that I would do, or, or I'll end up writing a drum track that'll, you know, no, that'll be just like completely unplayable for him. He's like, dude, I mean, come on, man. I can't, this is ridiculous shit. You know what I mean? Where it's just, <laughs> right. so, so I like taking that, take, taking that direction. And then when I work with the vocalist, it's basically, I just come up with a, a lyrical concept, come up with ideas. I have a basic melody and a basic structure, but then I let him, you know, let him do his thing, man. Cause you know, it's like, that's his job. I mean, yeah. You know, our, our singer doesn't. You know, he hasn't. You know, he hasn't written lyrics. In, you know, the last couple of records, and I, nothing. I think he's incapable. He just, you know, I don't know. He wants to. He wants to. And I, I think I, I have no problem with that. And I mean, I actually that's my least favorite thing to do is write lyrics. But you know, um, but I think that uh, once he gets, you know, once we get to the point with that. But anyway, so everybody has their little, you know, their say so and whatever else and. And for me, you know, if it sounds good, it is good. So just right. let it roll. Right on, man. Now, now for uh, for the for Killstar, were you guys on a schedule, or did you did you put together the record and like complete it, and then go and find you know work out the deal with Massacre? Uh, no, we 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 were actually on a schedule, so we had we had to get it done by a certain time because we um, we had put the deal together with Massacre after we did the EP. Okay. So, so we had to come up with, a, you know, we, I mean, the, and the record was already in process and it was, it was already demoed. And it was already written. I wasn't worried about writing. I was okay. more worried about completion, recording, mixing, all that kind of, you know, sure. all that bullshit. So I just, um, once we got that done, we just, you know, get finished with the record. It was down to the last minute. Cause I, you know, I, I had to, you know, I had to deal with, you know, Andy's schedule. I mean, his, his studio is, you know, you know, always, always busy. Always, he's always doing bands. He's, you know, does a lot of work. So I had to fit it in in a certain amount of time. And, you know, like anything else, we had some shit show bullshit crap that, you know, that went south and, you know, really right. fix it all. But you know, that's just, you know, that's rock and roll. So that's the way it is. You know. Right on. Working, working with Andy and he's obviously known for, you know, some great work of his own, you know, how you're a creative person that I could tell comes with a full idea. When you start working with somebody else, they always want to change your idea, no matter who they are, whether they're, you're close with them, whether you're, you're not. That's just the way it goes. Everybody hears it a little bit different. Yeah. Regardless of his resume, is it easy for you to say, nope, that's not what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. Yeah, I think, I think the thing that probably you know, keeps me working with Andy is, you know, was, was he a, the attractive thing about him in the, in, in the beginning when I – I mean, I worked been working with a sense like my last band, Imagica. Yeah. So he he takes a record, and then he doesn't try to fit it into like a current sound or whatever else. He just takes it for what it is, and you know makes it work. And he just you know just makes it sound as good as possible. Takes the source material, and just ties it all together. You know, he'll make suggestions, and he'll you know and hey, have his opinion about stuff. But I mean, but most of the time he's right, and I think that. For me, he's not really changing anything too much. He's just saying, "Hey, man, this is this is shit. Maybe redo this." And you know, he's probably like, "You know, yeah, you know when I listen to it, you're probably right." You know, I mean, let's let's restructure that. But he's never like changed my arrangements. He's never changed my lyrical content or 
my guitar playing. He probably wants to, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going, oh, this guy's a hack, man. I mean, I could play better than this guy. But <laughs> nice. And he's probably right, but anyway, but, but, uh, he's, he's never he's never tried to force anything down my throat. He, you know, he, he, his his criticisms always were like, "Hey, Steve, next time you record this, maybe you should do this a little bit better." Or maybe I mean, he's he has a very passive aggressive way. Of right. It's so it's always constructive criticism, and you know, and I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? But I mean, so I'll probably tell him how to record the next King Diamond album because you know, <laughs> yeah, <that>. sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll listen there, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if King Diamond's gonna be cool with that, but I'm just gonna let him know right now. I wrote a couple songs that Andy says he's gonna that he wrote, but I didn't. I wrote them actually. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice. <laughs> well, dude, let's 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 dig into my. I always tell everybody my favorite track and ask them their opinion on it. This one was such an easy one for me. It's the title track, which that never happens for me. I usually oh. I usually am not led there, but I love this title track and that that giant riff that you have. It, it reminded me in some ways of like Rain of Fire from Armored Saint. It's got that just that powerful gallop to it and it's it's just a cool big epic metal raw song man so tell, tell me a little bit about this song um you, you're talking you're, we're, we're talking with the satanic intro yeah yeah i mean i don't know do that I, but I, when i look at that, look at that i don't know what got into me i was like you know what i, I had the riff and everything and i feel like i'm kind of a I'm kind of like a kind of a closet black metal fan. So I listen to a lot of black metal stuff, like right. old school stuff like Dark Funeral and Marduk. Sure. And, you know, and I just I just love that kind of riffing. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not really going to go in that direction because, you know, that's just not our style. But, right. but I do like some of the concepts and whatever. So I said, let me just write to, you know, some kind of cool riffing. I, and I came up with that whole concept of the, you know, the satanic ritual in the beginning. It's so basically, the, the song is about, and it's just what I just conceived in my head. I mean, the, in the lyrics, you know, it's a, it's about this, it's about this girl that was born into, you know, a cult of Satanist witches, but, but she, but to rebel against her family instead of you know, normal kids rebel, she she actually joins the church and becomes a nun, none none for the none for the the uh, the uh, I, there's actually a really a church called the Church of the pierced heart of Jesus. So that's where the pierced heart thing comes from. Okay. So she, she, she joins the, the church to rebel against her family and stuff like that. But then she finally realizes that, you know, that no matter what she's, she's already got the, the mark of the devil. She is, she is going to be what she is. And she can't, she can't run away from her history and, and whatever else. And that became the concept for, the, you know, lyrically about how she, you know, just has to go back to what, was originally there. And it was, I don't know, it's one of those times that to me, I have, you know, when the song, it has like a, it kind of has a really cool, like in the, in the, uh, in the middle breakdown with the solos. Reminds me of Merciful Fate. Yeah. Who I'm a, you know, huge fan of. And it has that kind of feel. And, you know, it just has that, you know, that cool little tremolo picking on the guitar and stuff. But it's a cool, it's a cool concept. I mean, and the reason why we chose the album title is because of the chorus of that song. It's just like, you know, kill, star, black. I'm just right. like, oh, that's a really kind of a cool chorus. Maybe we should use that for the title of the album. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that's a really long title. <laughs> <laughs> no question, man. Uh, well, dude, obviously, man, it's it's a great song on a great record. And um, it is Kill Star, Black, Mark, Dead Hand, Pierced Heart. I got it right. <laughs> uh, fantastic record. It is Kill Ritual. The album is out on November the 18th. And uh, Steve, where should we tell people to go to get the record and keep up with you guys and any touring and all that kind of stuff? 
Uh, you can you can find us everywhere. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. Um, probably the the best place to go is probably to, you know to Massacre's website because Massacre has all the links for all the you know all the platforms where you can get our stuff. Um, okay. So it's pretty simple. It's pretty pretty easy to find. It's you know everywhere. We have a we have a limited edition um, you know uh, red vinyl. We have a limited edition. Uh, uh, black vinyl, and then we have a CD, and then you can also do the downloads. And, and by the way, you know, gang, the the vinyl looks fantastic with the. Oh, I mean, it's like I just got you know a few days ago, and it's, right. it's always nice to see. You know, since I'm an old fuck, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see an LP with that big cover. Pull off the you know the insert. You know, it's got the right. on it with the pictures. I mean, it looks it looks really cool, especially with the red vinyl. Sounds great. So it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Man. Very good, man. Well, one more time. The album is called Kill Star, Black Mark, Dead Hand, Pierced Heart. <laughs> it is it's a mouthful, but it's worth, it's worth filling your mouth with because it is an excellent record. It is Kill Ritual. And uh, Steve, I figured we'd wrap this one up with um, playing the video for uh, By the Hand of God. So yeah. what can you tell me about that one to wrap this up? Uh, this, this song, you know, it's obviously the opening track. It's... Uh, you know, it's got a good, you know, cool groove and a good, like, you know, impact in the beginning. Uh, this song is just, you know, this song is just basically about, it's about, it's about religion. It's actually, you know, kind of the crusades. That's why there's, you know, kind of like, you know, warring stuff in the video. It's just about how both sides, you know, feel that they're right and they're doing, they're fighting for God. And, you know, and it's just about how they're both wrong. <laughs> they're, just, they're just fighting for other people that just want power. So, and it's just about how the guy at the end, he realizes that, you know, you, in, in this life, man, we walk alone. You know, we die alone. And you have to decide what, you know, what that means to you about, you know, putting your blind faith in something is actually going to be a good idea. Very good, man. Well, uh, it is Kill Ritual. It is by the hand of God. Check out the album, Kill Star, Black Mark. Dead Hand, Pierced Heart, on November the 18th, but go ahead and pre-order it now. I'm sure they won't mind. So get that, and uh, Steve Price, thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aiken Presents. One more real.